Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104, it's Cormac and Stacia here, hope your Friday's going well. Now if you're looking for something to uh, keep yourself occupied as we dredge on through another uh, through another lockdown or extended lockdown, which we won't even talk about, there's there's a lot of really, really interesting and good campaigns that are out there, but the Matter Foundation has launched its 100 Miles in a Month campaign. If you're interested in taking part, it's to obviously raise funds for the hospital and the amazing life-saving work that they do. But joining us now is someone who uh, is from Dublin who's taken part in this challenge and is maybe going to explain, one, how you get involved, one, why you should get involved, but his own story, which is uh, insanely interesting as well. Patrick Barry, sir, how are things? How are you doing? Pleased to meet you. Well, I say meet you, but pleased to see you on the phone, Lord. Thanks for taking your time to talk to us. Uh, your story is fascinating. I mean, take us back to that time when you were 11 years old and you had a week to live. Yeah, basically, um, a normal child growing up, fit the whole lot. Just caught a virus when I was 11. Never sick in my life. Everybody thought it was a 24-hour bug. Doctors, the whole lot. Just didn't get better. A few weeks later, I was brought into Our Lady's Hospital. They'd done an x-ray. Heart was twice the size it was meant to be. It basically got an infection and it attacked me hard instead of turning left it turned right million to one sort of shot and um, was brought in diagnosed it's a disease called cardiomyopathy um, it was gone too far to treat they tried to treat it gone too far basically I was set down and told you need a transplant that was it How many people a year are affected with something like that because as I said I've never heard of an 11 year old contracting a virus like that and obviously it becoming so serious Yeah it's um, it's it's more common now I think um, like it's out there more so that once you diagnose it quickly you mm. know you get the treatment you're fine like I was talking to a lady the other day she caught it after being pregnant our daughter it, it taxes the heart a bit you know when you're pregnant and your body has to work twice as hard so she caught an infection and uh, but they know they diagnose it so so quick nowadays it doesn't go to the extremes of needing a transplant. But there is a lot of people now that I speak to that have had transplants and the same cardiomyopathy, a viral. It can run in the family. There can be two types. Mine was viral. It doesn't run in the family. Just caught a virus and uh, attacked the heart. Quite rare now uh, at the age I was at. It's more in later life, but it's just one of them things that happened, yeah. And so how did you feel then as an 11-year-old? Did you know what was going on? Were your family... Start to feel quite breathless all the time. So we just assumed I had asthma or something like that, you know? Then nauseous now and then and just no no energy whatsoever my lips were turning blue there was no oxygen coming into me and stuff like that and um, basically then when I got diagnosed it all made sense it was like look his heart isn't working properly it's all the muscles are all basically after being 
avoid has got into them and they're not working properly, they're not, the heart's not beating, his body can't function properly, the whole lot. I was only 11 and sort of went off my head a little bit. It was rough on my mother and father. I have, funny enough, I have an 11-year-old daughter now and I can only imagine what they went through, you know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking because as, as an 11-year-old, when you're faced with this thing of you have to go get a heart transplant now, I mean, like, were you nervous the night before? And as you said, did you, did you, when did it kind of hit you that the seriousness of this was... Funny enough, like, I was 11, but... It, I suppose you're more tuned in than you think kids are. Like, I was, I was probably called grown up for my age. I understood the whole lot of it. I understood that I needed to get a transplant. I've heard of transplants before and um, never really, I'm, I've never been a worrier. Still to this day, I should, probably should worry more than I do. So I was always just thinking of after it. Ah, sure, we look forward to after it. would be grand. A bit of excitement. we get this done and we see what happens. You know that way, like? Well, that's a good way to be. And that's a good way you should remain, I guess. But um, obviously... It could have gone one of two ways. You had a week, as you said, to live and you found a donor in the end. Yeah, um, I remember going in to see the late great um, Morris Snelligan. He was a famous heart surgeon back in the day in the matter. And he sat down with me, my mother and father in the matter and says, look, your son won't see the new year. And this was like November. And I remember counting up as an 11 year old. Geez, I have three, four weeks left. Brought back over to our ladies. Eventually got so sick, couldn't leave the bed. Down to four stone on a drip constantly. Got really sick at the end. Uh, I was too sick to be flying over to Great Ormond Street where they normally do children's operations like, you know. And uh, my family, funny enough, was putting an appeal in the paper that week because there was no time left. And a heart came in. It just, it just came in one day and um, it was, I was shipped straight off to the matter by police escort and just, it was the whole thing was a panic because back then it was quite new even in the matter it was 93 I got my operation they're only doing them since 85 that was 27 years ago like I was I was arriving into the hospital a small 11 year old kid and the matter at that time there was a lot of old people in bed and everyone running around and a fella I know a fella who got a transplant since he was in the ward and I walked in he says we just saw 500 people running around panicking and this little 11 year old walking in we didn't know what was going on yeah they were just all prepping me for the operation getting the lines in getting the whole lot and then shipped down to theatre. It was a it was a big deal at the time. Like, well, sure, it went over my head. My, my parents were worrying at the time, but I was fine. How long of an operation is that? Oh, Jesus, I don't know, eight, nine hours. Um, Freddie Woods done it. And and to tell you the truth, back back then, doing transplants, like it didn't look very good for me because you're meant to be sort of built up, but I'd got so sick. Freddie Woods had a pro, he was doctor on call, but either Freddie Woods or Martin Elegant, Freddie Woods done it that night. And he approached me, mother and father says, look, your child is very, very sick. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but we're going to take the risk. And at that time, it was a big risk because I, as I read a long time after, there was fines put in place back then because if it didn't work out, it was a big cost for the hospital. It was all that, but they took it upon themselves and took it upon their head, put their head Heads on chopping blocks, literally, we'll give it a go. There's a heart here, we'll try save them. And 27 years later, I'm still here, you know. I'm going to say, did, did it, it went successfully, obviously, and have you ever looked back? Like, was there complications throughout the years? Well, I um, I was 11, I woke up, I was fine. I, there was a bit of rejection at the start. They balanced the tablets. Like, I'm still on tablets now, anti-rejection tablets. But uh, there was a bit of rejection at the start, balancing out. But genuinely, up to, I'll get to it in a minute, in two years ago, I had a bit of a setback, but genuinely my whole life as I've played football at a really high level through my teenage years I forgot I did a transplant altogether 
that's what I mean. I'm not really a warrior at all, but I should have a bit. Half me mates wouldn't even would have forgot I had a transplant. Like I'd be I'd be trying to outdo people, maybe in your own head, you know, to prove that you're normal. Like yeah. you'd be doing something a bit, they'd be doing something, you'd be doing something extra. But I played soccer at a high level. I even boxed for Dublin in boxing and I was always very good at tennis. I played tennis at a really good level. I was always athletic growing up and it never held me back in any way whatsoever. I had a complete full life. And then what was the, the setback you mentioned there? Well, funny enough, I got married. It's it'd be five years this year. So Marriage is always a setback, yeah. Well, that's the start of it, funny <laughs> enough. But uh, no, we were down the Glen Eagle because we got married in Killarney in the Glen Eagle. We were down there on our anniversary, August 20th, um, two years ago this year. Didn't feel too well for a few weeks before, but me being me, never said that to anyone you know I'd be grand I just maybe I'm a bit unfit I got lazy since we have the kids I should go jogging more stuff like that got up had breakfast I was there with her nanny and granddad the two kids are with us Lucy and Emily and my wife Amanda I walked out to reception uh, didn't feel too well and dropped dead in the ground had a cardiac arrest heart stopped dropped dead in the ground really really freaky I don't I just remember not feeling well but uh, the stories are here for me wife and I, the bad thing is me two girls were there and they even saw me on the ground but I was so blessed that I dropped dead in the middle of Kerry in Killarney I dropped dead four feet away from the defibrillator on the wall and an off duty nurse standing beside me ha, you couldn't have timed or planned that better you know if you had to you're like thank god wow yeah it was crazy I just woke up four days later in the mat in ICU I was actually being in Killarney I woke up my sister Suzanne she's a radiographer in Scotland she had flown home and my wife Amanda was to the left of me and I was like what's going on here what am I doing here like you know and they were like you don't remember anything but you've been asleep for days you're in a coma and that's the first setback I've had and funny enough they were they explained to me because over the years Back then it was trial and error So they do biopsies of your heart And they would take a little bit out And see if it was rejected And because it was done so much back in the day There's a bit of scar tissue on the heart Where it grew back So literally a beat went up one side And didn't come down another And the heart just stopped My God you were okay in the end My God Yeah ble- Absolutely blessed So they they, fit, they fitted with a, like a pacemaker inside me A defibrillator If it ever happens again it's shocking But they said the odds are That probably would never happen again It's just one of these things like. God that's mad And obviously since then you're back um, Obviously staying active And you're taking part in the, the 100 miles in a month for uh, for the foundation as well and obviously no need to ask you why you want to raise money for such a good hospital who's uh, saved your life on multiple occasions Oh yeah sure in, in my eyes the heroes in there I've seen it firsthand on many occasions and um, for any money I could raise it would never be enough it's only as I've grown up you know through your teenage years I was I was in, going through school, I was getting my degree in college, I was doing this, and then I ended up taking over companies, I was obsessed with work and this, that, the other, and you, you tend to be a bit selfish, but it's only when you sit back and realise what you've done for you. This is the third year we're doing it now, and I, jeez, I, I do anything to raise money, and I, I've got all my, all my friends said to me, we'll donate you, and I said, look, do we as ourselves. So every one of them is doing the 100 miles as well and they're all raising money also. So it's the best way I could do it. It's all I can really do to give back, you know. I love it because you said, uh, which I found really, really lovely to hear was not only did they save your life, but they created a life because of saving yours. So you've your two gorgeous kids as well like without that heart transplant oh when you think about it, if I had a died when I was 11 which was on the cards let's let's say my two kids wouldn't be born and who's to say when they grow up they won't have kids and kids mm. and kids it's literally generations that's been saved by, by organ donation like that it's it's nice to get a positive message out there about yeah. organ donation because 
you know, it's a really, really difficult time for somebody to be faced, sometimes totally unexpected, because normally when people are dominating organs, the organs are healthy. So the person has been healthy, it might be in a car crash, it might be in whatever. And nobody wants to be asked these questions when they're absolutely in shock. But if they can just think, if I can get any good out of this bad situation, you just have to listen to my story and millions like it. It really can save a lot of lives and create lives and produce generations upon generations, you know? So the 100 miles in a month, obviously it's a fundraiser for the for the matter hospital is that jogging walking or how how can you do it well you can do a walking jogging any way you want really as to help money i've i'm really doing a fast-paced walk now i say a fast-paced walk you'll do 10k in an hour 20 30 minutes like it's it's on the verge of jogging but i find it the best i was never like i played soccer for years at a really good level i was never a good jogger over 10 15k i just could never get me breathing right but also me two kids are doing half a with me like they've done it's week one down we got 40k last week they done 20k even the seven-year-old is out doing 7k in an hour and a half and none of them are complaining they realize what the cause is for i mean wife um, amanda is doing every step with me the whole way you know well definitely anyone can get involved i assume oh yeah jesus anyone can get involved it's all through facebook because the, normally there's a sponsor card every year but with covid and touching pens and signing they just decided to do a fully true facebook this time so you know you set it up on your page you can download it and set it up and people just click the donate button and give you a five or ten or whatever it all adds up at the end you know uh happy day so listen uh, if you're listening right now you want to take part and give yourself something to do uh, anyway get yourself out of the house a little bit more and obviously raising money for any of the incredible people services and help that the matter uh, hospital in dublin provides to people like patrick and i'm sure you're listening you, you've been affected we've all been affected so head on over the matterfoundation.ie forward slash donate or they're on facebook facebook.com forward slash matter foundation and you can get all the details there. But listen, Patrick, you have an unbelievable story. We could probably chat here for hours about, um, you know, tons more, but we really appreciate you giving up your time here on FM 104. Very best of luck with the challenge and uh, here's to continued health and success. No problem. Thanks very much, Cormac. Thanks for your shit. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.